Hey, this is Morgan, also known as Bond Diesel, and this is the Echo Cast. Welcome, new and old. Today we're gonna talk Division, talk some other games, do the thing we do. It's been a bit of a recovery week for me. Coming back from E3 last week, getting back into a routine, going back to work was really tough. Getting back into some content, we'll talk about that. And uh, just trying to feel normal again. It's been an interesting week. Starting off with State of the Game Recap. We didn't have one. There is some indication that we may not have had one because uh, Petter was sick. I'm going to go out on a wild uh, limb and guess that there wasn't one planned in general. They had quite the week last week. There was some commentary that there could be one next week, the last week of June, but that there is no guarantee. We'll just have to see. State of the game is going to be kind of weird for at least a few months because obviously right before Division 2 comes out, we'll be hitting that kind of stuff. They'll be talking about the alpha beta news that comes out before then, you know, probably some slide updates for Division 1, patches, things like that that may come out. But it seems like um, this is like a weird spot. We're in kind of a um, kind of rolling into the division news part of the the podcast. Um, we're in kind of a hangover, um, especially because we honestly got so much more information than I could have ever honestly guessed that we would get during the E3 week. Being there and being part of the Star Player program. Admittedly, um, the funny thing was it surprised me is um, I felt like I was nearly completely out of touch and really had no idea that um, I, w- I felt like I would miss so much. So this week has also been a week of recaps and catching up. Little bits and pieces of news we've seen uh, in the skill up video. He did an interview with Julian and Matthias. And they kind of confirmed without confirm, confirming um, some something resembling survival will probably be in Division 2. They, um, you know, I'm sure are under fairly strict orders to not actually confirm anything. But boy, it, it, it sure seemed, um, it, it sure seemed like they were hopeful that something very uh, resembling survival would come back. And um, I don't know, you can watch it for yourself. I'll try to link it um, and, and you can take your take on it, but it sure seems like it. So actually the speculation piece of this um, podcast will be survival related and kind of working through some of those issues. Um, there, there's been some fun stuff. I highly suggest um, going out there and trying to track down um, people who are involved with the game who maybe aren't as, well-known as the CMs and Terry Spear and Julian and some of these uh, better-known guys, Thylander, people like that. Um, one interesting group that I suggest you trying to look for is, uh, for the sake of not trying to like promote them everywhere, I'll, I'll let you guys figure it out, but there's a lot of the world builders and art team on Twitter 
um, a few of them even stream and do some stuff like that. And, um, you know, they're, they're all smart. They're all trained correctly and know what they can and can't say, but, um, you can definitely get your hype building a little bit. If you follow some of them, they, um, tend to drop little cryptic messages about just how excited they are, how they, they honestly believe they're going to be putting out the best looking game in 2019 information like that. Um, again, it's not breaking any news. It's not hitting any front pages, but it, it is exciting to see people excited who are working on it because these people have been working on this game for a couple of years. Game development is a job just like any other. And it appears that the people who do it are extremely passionate and love what they do. But like any other job, I'm sure it's very possible to get burned out and to, especially over a game that you are working on, one that you may have been working on for a very long time. So to see people excited who aren't really on the front page and or aren't followed by everyone, that they're just genuinely personally excited about what they're doing, whether or not they can expose that many details about it is just really, it's cool. It's encouraging. We haven't gotten any DZ information yet. No PVP clarifications yet. I'm really not expecting most of that stuff to come for a while. I, they, they may have, you know, the red storm guys on a stream at some point to kind of talk about their philosophy and how they approached it in division two. Um, to be totally honest, even from the E3 star player thing, I, um, they were very tight-lipped. There Maybe there were individuals that they gave some information to, but so far I haven't talked to anyone who seems to know anything about the DZ or PvP. So we'll see. I'm excited. Can't wait to check it out. The other little piece of news, um, it was just I today, as of the recording of this, I'm recording this on Saturday afternoon slash evening. Um, I participated in a little panel discussion with uh, Weezer. One of the ETF guys, as well as uh, Major Pain, Splinter Shield, uh, Gamer Insanity, Bicycle of Death, and I know I'm probably forgetting someone because I don't have it written down. That's where we're going. Um, it was great. It was really fun. I thought it was going to be like an hour, maybe, and we ended up going for over two hours talking about all kinds of things Division 2. A nice mix of philosophies and and such. Um, I feel like you know, Gamer Insanity is a big PvP guy, so it was nice to have his input. Uh, I consider myself mostly a PVE person. Um, Bicycle of Death, I find to be a very balanced player. He kind of seems to like to play everything, division or not. And Splinter Shield, kind of in my boat a little bit, but he and I do both really enjoy PvP survival. I still personally believe it's the best PvP in Division 1. I you know, don't at me, bro. <laughs> it's it's so much better. It's especially lately. I don't know what's going on with survival, but at least on the Xbox, um, the last couple streams I've played survival have just been hopping and it's been awesome. So keep the keep the train rolling if you're on Xbox or any other system, get in there, keep playing. There was some information, I wouldn't call it leaked necessarily, but found about all of the shields. Um, we've tentatively found out what you'll have to do to get all 12 of the shields. Um, 
I'm not going to go into it specifically. I don't want to spoil anything. Um, for me, it felt like kind of a spoiler, even though I know it's not really. Um, the one thing I will comment on is that I do think it's interesting that two of the shields are quote-unquote locked behind paywalls. They involve modes that are in, in included in the season pass or that you have to pay for individually. Um, I will say that's kind of a bummer. Um, partially just because I think it's a bummer that people who don't have the season pass or don't pay for the DLCs can't participate in that as far as we know. It'd be kind of nice if maybe during when those those months maybe they get free weekend or something. I don't know. But um, I'm, I'm more bummed because I feel like it's one of those things that um, certain people are going to latch on to and throw a shit fit about. Uh, and and it, maybe they're justified. You know, I, I think that's uh, up to individuals to decide whether or not that's something worth being really upset about. I'm kind of in the middle. I think it's a bummer. I also don't think it's the end of the world. But um, for a long time, I've really been hoping that they would put out the season pass just for everyone. I mean, we're two plus years in. The season pass hasn't really mattered at this point since the middle or beginning of 2017 and at this point the only really advantage to having it is is the supply drops those are kind of cool twice a month get yourself a bunch of div tech um so i personally would love to see them make some announcement in july or something that their you know dlc is going to be free just let everyone have it i would love to see more faces and survival the underground even last stand if people enjoy it um, I don't know. To be determined. Maybe we'll talk about this more later, especially as those shields approach. Um, I think it'll be a topic that whether we like it or not, whether you think it's okay or not, is probably going to get out there because one, I think there might be a legitimate argument to say that it's kind of, kind of stinks, you know, and two, because there's some succubuses out there who are going to really latch on. That's just going to be such a meaty thing for them to go after. So be ready for that. Maybe we'll hear some news about it. Who knows? So, for the speculation piece, I want to uh, begin a discussion about survival in Division 2 with SkillUp's video and the kind of, sort of, maybe confirmation of something resembling survival or some evolution of survival being in Division 2. Um, I figure we hit some topics on it. I suspect that... If it gets confirmed or if we get any more information or clues just about the game in general or specifically about whatever this mode will be, we'll talk about it again. But, you know, kind of a blind, let's just chit chat about it kind of thing. I figured we could uh, maybe get the conversation started. So I have a few topics. What what would it look like in Division 2? So... Anyone who's played Survival in Division 1, which I assume is most of the people listening, but just in case you haven't, essentially it's a instance mode where you start off with nothing but a pistol and you have to manage um, how cold you are when you're outside. Um, the, the cold varies. I, I, I assume it's random. It seems like it is. I don't believe that I've ever noticed a pattern to how cold it is. Um, and depending on how cold it is, your character gets um, can go hypothermic at varying speeds. And to combat that, you can collect cosmetic clothing items that keep you warmer and warmer and make that last 
um, and, and keep your warmth longer. Or if you get enough good equipment, you can simply cancel out the cold effect entirely. That typically doesn't happen for a while, um, but sometimes you get lucky and you can collect some really good stuff really fast. Or you don't and you die. Um, one of the big things is the hypothermia can take away your health and kill you relatively quickly. And if, you're, if you are hypothermic, if you've lost all your heat and you're slowly losing health and you die to an enemy, other player or AI, um, you're dead dead. You can't recover yourself. You're, you're gone. Uh, survival has a PvE and PvP mode. Um, so basically you collect everything. You have to build a certain thing. You get into the dark zone. You have to collect some certain resources um, to make a flare to call a helicopter to take you from the mode. Um, you can kill some bosses to get some good caches, things like that, fighting other players. And the, the big uh, ending to the mode is when you call that helicopter to leave the, the instance, a, um, a hunter spawns and comes after you. You have to kill the hunter before you can leave. Um, the reason this is big is that the hunter is actually probably the weakest one in the game, but I believe the max gear score you can get in survival is like 163 or something like that. And these hunters are, are um, they don't have any armor. But they have three health ki health kits, and um, there's various hunters that can spawn with different weapon loadouts and skill loadouts. Um, and if if you load if you load your character up with all gold gear, it's relatively easy to kill the hunters. I typically end up fighting them with a few pieces of purple gear and a few pieces of blue gear. One because I'm too lazy to fully upgrade my character, and two because I enjoy the fight. It's the most fun in the game, in my opinion, um, PVE wise. So. So these facts um, create a few issues for survival in Division 2. Um, the cold being the main one. That's the main um, antagonist, right? if you want to call it that, at least at the beginning of um, a survival run. And how would you handle that in a setting that's supposed to be in the middle of summer in a very wet and humid and very warm place? Um, I, I know some of the suggestions have been things um, such as dehydration. I know that there's been some comedy about that. I think it's a pretty legitimate thing that you could use. I grew up uh, in a very hot and humid place, and um, if my supplies were low and I was injured or sick and I was running through 100-degree temperatures with 85% humidity um, with 50 pounds of gear on me and guns and diving and sprinting and may, maybe you're tougher than I am, but that that's a thing that could cause some serious issues um, with something like exhaustion or um, heat stroke being something that you genuinely have to worry about. But again, um, with the survival now, the idea is you put on more and better warm clothing to stay warm uh, the opposite with being hot, and I, I don't think they're going to have us stripping our characters to no clothes, though um, that would be a uh, interesting decision. So I, I don't, I think that the most likely thing, in my opinion, is that from a survival standpoint, um, they would make eating and getting water or a, a more a bigger mechanic where in the division one doing those things allows you to perceive loot or allows you to recover health 
I think maybe they would make those things more essential to just staying alive. Um, people have suggested like storms and stuff like that, but I, I don't think that's going to be a thing. I, there's nothing about like a thunderstorm that, you know, doesn't make me think that that's going to be a thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know how, what they would do. What I think they would likely do to replace the cold and division one survival is to probably just change up the mechanic of the survival instance entirely. So rather than having an environmental based thing, pushing you to gather and stuff like that, that they would make it like a gameplay mechanic that I don't think they'd do something like a circle from like a BR game. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's some BR element battle Royale that they use as the um, replacement for the cold. But honestly, I have no idea. I, I suspect they could still use some kind of sickness mechanic. We need to get medications that helps um, limit the time. Um, a big issue people have with the division one survival is that there's people who can do a run in like 15, 20 minutes or a really efficient, you know, 30, 40 minute run and get a lot of good supplies and get out. Um, I just kind of enjoy the mode. I tend to wander a lot load up especially outside of the dz um especially if i know i'm alone if i'm if i know i'm the last player on the map i just kind of do my thing um which causes my runs to be really long i mean while i enjoy that i also think that for it to be exciting for a larger part of the player base they, they i think they really need to get rounds down to like 30 maybe 40 minutes um, and to do that, you would have to really significantly change the way that the survival run goes entirely. So we'll see. I'm super excited to see what that may mean. Um, talking about the BR elements, adding them, the forcing people together is a big thing. Um, the biggest problem with survival right now, with PvP at least, is that the, the players, the player base is low. If you ask me, in Division 1, they would just get rid of the PvE mode, honestly. Because those, the PvE mode is, you can find full servers of that. And the problem with it is that since no one can kill each other, um, the supplies just get wiped out at the beginning of a match. People just wipe everything. Um, and while that's fine, you know, it makes you have to be more creative with finding supplies. The fact that they can do that, but you can't do anything to stop them or take them from them other than hope they die to, you know, an NPC, it just feels cheap. And it just isn't. Out. to me it's just not as fun and and like i said i'm a very pve based person um i i i really find pve survival to be just not very fun at all um so what i would really like to see is it for there to be only pvp um and maybe even smaller um servers of it i don't know but i i really think that pvp survival is one of the best modes in the game if you can find other people. In the last week, I had a couple, I had one night of streaming where I probably did six or seven runs, and I think all but maybe one or two runs, I ran into multiple people, and a few of the rounds, I had multiple kills. Um, I didn't extract of any of them, and it was the most fun I've had. I, didn't, I don't care about extracting, that is what it is. I had so much fun just having some nice PvP against people that weren't overpowered, didn't have striker stacks, you know, weren't cheese and stuff, weren't, you know, doing whatever people do. Um, it was a lot of fun. So, you know, the, the BR element of, of encouraging some of that PVP a little more, um, PVP, it's a little more approachable to more people. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know if it'd be a matter of having really valuable supplies be notated on the map and having everyone go to them. That's kind of how the helicopter crashes are. 
in the division one survival but they tend i mean you can run into people there but i i feel like it's not quite as it, it's not as satisfying as it should be um extractions are another thing so at the end of the mode like in division two survival assuming it's coming are, are we going to extract the same way we do do we fight a hunter before we leave i mean i enjoy that mechanic a lot but if we're going to add some more br elements or, or change up survival quite a bit uh, maybe there's some mechanic that forces you to you know find or confront whatever other players are left um, maybe they're the hunters or i i don't know but but similar to that where making it more of a competitive thing where you know if there's two people left one person can't just hide until the other person extracts that that there has to be some interaction there um i i i really think that would would make it fun but that's just me um even coming from a pve person it, it's a part of the game i i would really like if there had to be some like final duel or battle between the people who are still alive come the end of a survival match uh, as for the location, um, we don't really know what the DZ is going to look like in Division 2. We we have some inclination from things seen in the demo, but uh, maybe there's more than one DZ. Um, and, and that, you know, could have implications in survival. What if survival in Division 2 only takes place in the DZ? Um, what if it takes place underground? That could change up the mechanics a lot. Um, DC has an extensive sewage subway system both um, and just the infrastructure of the city in general is is extremely extensive including underground so we could see maybe something completely different when it comes to survival in division two maybe it would be some kind of instanced uh random map like in the underground on steroids i don't know i really don't even know what i want if you want me to be totally honest i'm just trying to to, you know spitball stuff that that would make sense because one i don't think they will just copy and paste from division one because you know the division one survival never quite got the love i think it served and two it just wouldn't work you can't copy and paste division one survival into division two it just doesn't make sense uh because of the setting and the time of year and things like that um, and then the last thing they would need to do is, is, you know, the reward or, um, like a ranking system with survival. It, you know, they, they need something to entice people to play it a little more. Again, survival in division one, I would argue is the best thing you can do in, in, uh, in division one, but not many people do it. And whether it's because of a paywall or just because they have no interest in it. Um, a big problem with division one survival is that all of the loot drops, um, the guns and gear are random that come off of. NPCs and out of loot boxes, but the um, a big part of survival in Division One is that you need to collect resources and you can craft gear and safe houses. the The problem with that is is that that loot that that um, those resources that you can pick up around the world are static, so people literally have maps that they will follow a route and be able to get everything they need, and um, the people who do that don't really divert from that and it kind of kills the fun of survival in my personal opinion so so there's that i know we'll probably talk about this more we'll see if they reveal details about that moving on in the future and i'm excited i hope that something comes of that and it sure seems like it's going to uh, for content updates 
as of tonight that I'm recording this, I will pick the winner of the Division 2 t-shirt. So I, by the time you hear this, I should have announced that. I will be giving away probably towards the end of July the um, print I got at E3 for Division 2. It's like a 2 by 2 uh, orange and white print. You can only get them at E3, so I'm going to do that for a few weeks, make it a little bit more easy to be included in. Um, I'm really excited to do that one. I think that's going to be very popular. It's really, really cool. And don't worry, I have one for myself. Um, I started this specialization speculation series where I'm going to speculate on new specializations that we may hear about either at the release of the game or I think that there, there's going to be more after the release during updates. Um, so I'm going to try to find weird or wacky guns that uh, maybe don't fit into the current categories we have for guns and discuss how I think they would work as a specialization. And then uh, the last thing is with, with the streaming, um, I've been kind of trying to variety stream a little bit, uh, very, very little, um, and, and have, um, it's tough, you know, honestly, um, playing some Wildlands, playing some Siege, uh, and, and I get that the audience, that's not really what they're looking for. So um, I, I'm definitely, you know, going to be doing a lot of survival, maybe even trying to delve into some PvP in the division, despite my qualms with it. Um, but you know what I think the thing that's been more successful in the past has been I'll pop in, do a couple rounds of survival, maybe run some missions, maybe level someone up, someone new or someone who needs something. The global events will be coming back. I'll be doing some of those as well. Um, there's still actually, believe it or not, some gear I need. And um, I think what I may start doing is kind of what I was doing before. If I do a two or three hour stream, do you know half the stream division, then switch over at some point and do some siege or wildlands or anything else that may come out. I've come to realize that I'm not the best single player streamer on earth because I get too focused and I stop talking in the chat. So finding those games where I have breaks or I, I have the ability to stop and just pay attention to chat and chit chat with you guys um, is pretty important to me. When it comes to gaming news in general, um, we've gotten some information about like cyberpunk. Uh, it seems like the people who have played it are super excited about it and the talking heads around it maybe haven't even played it um, have some strong opinions about it um, it's been interesting seeing that uh, go back and forth um, it is kind of annoying to me that we still haven't seen any gameplay um, it, I kind of feel the same about that like Red Dead do I believe those games are going to be awesome absolutely but I think it'd be really good for them to kind of put up or shut up just a little bit but do they have to People really trust both of those studios to put out good games and they kind of are in a position where they don't really have to put up or shut up. So we'll see. I'm excited. Hopefully GamesCon shows us, shows us some stuff. Uh, Battlefield 5, I kind of wanted to chat about. I'm actually really excited about it. I've been playing Battlefield games since the first one came out on PC and I'm really excited to see how this one works out. I'm excited about the Battle Royale. I think it's going to be really good because I think it's a well-built game for that kind of system um, and just in general it seems like the mechanics they're putting in are really supposed to genuinely encourage squad mechanics it's not gonna be realistic and I don't really want it to be if you've played more realistic games like Arma or even squad they're fun in their own way but they're not the type of games you just want to pick up play for an hour and then go on about your day they're kind of the games that you're supposed to get really serious about and sit down and really get in and while that's cool sometimes, it's not always necessary. And Battlefield, since like Battlefield 2, 
has not really been that type of game. And even back then, it was not realistic in most ways. So people need to chill. It's going to be a fun game, I think. I don't have any doubts there. And World War II, personally, is one of my favorite eras of video games. And it looks like they're going to be pulling in a lot of like experimental weapons the way they did with Battlefield 1. Um, I think people um, just need to want the mechanics to be good and maybe stop worrying so much about some of the uh, more picky stuff. And lastly, um, it's kind of interesting. This kind of counts as content update too. Seeing a bunch of uh, Twitch streamers, they were mostly, I think they were all partners, getting bans for playing um, copywritten music. Uh, it's something I've kind of gone back and forth on. I wish my VODs weren't muted because I would really like to replay them or post them to YouTube and things like that. Um, but I also really like listening to music that isn't 1920s remixed music from whatever. <laughs> so we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Supposedly they were accidental bands and they've been reversed. Um, but I suspect that eventually they're really going to crack down, especially with people like me who's like 50% of their streams are muted because of copywritten music and the parts of the stream that aren't muted probably have copywritten music it's just not picking up um, i'm really curious to how that works out in the long run and uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it if we have to just have the game music or no music at all we'll we'll figure it out um so that's about all i had for this episode um we'll be back next week with more um i'm you know working on some sponsorships stuff like that we'll see if we can get any of those deals going on um just kind of waiting for more information at this point we are definitely like i said we're in we're kind of in that uh, hangover phase where we got obliterated with tons of information but now we're kind of process we've processed it we kind of have all know what we can know so far and now everyone's getting hungry again and they they, they want more including myself so we'll talk about it when it happens if you want to find me online in the various social medias you can find me on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch as Bond Diesel. Uh, you can find me on Instagram as Bond Diesel underscore Twitch. And I would like to thank UTB Doug for being my patron. Uh, I am on Patreon as Bond Diesel. If you don't want to or can't support me through things like um, Twitch subs and, and, and bits and so on, that my my patreon is available it's there ready to go i'm ready to do more with it if it gets a little more engagement and um i'm open to ideas to do that so that's that this was bond diesel i thank you for listening can't wait to talk to you again and uh until the next time mm -hmm.